Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening as we look back on round two of the uh, Rugby World Cup. And we'll also have a look forward to round three um, as well. And finally, um, yes, we've got that result I was wanting in round one that disappointed me about round one um, because basically round one for me ended up just being a repeat of back to the old days of the tier one teams winning the tier two teams losing, unfortunately. But hey, we got that upset in round two, didn't we, um, Cornflake? Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was an exciting round. I mean, the whole competition has been exciting. None of that negative Nancy stuff has been exciting and thrilling, and it's good to see the the small teams punching and, and lifting up to the tournament and showing up against the bigger nations and what they are capable of. So it's been an exciting, what, 10, 10 days, nine days of tournament so far? Been good. Yeah, okay. Namibia turning up and punching above their weight. They scored three points, 11 Portugal... Portugal, definitely. Um, <laughs> who are the others? Jeez, I, I don't know. Other teams have. Small nations. But you, you, Romania and Portugal are the two that are kind of like, thank you for turning up. But um, really, guys. Um, Portugal, <laughs> come on. Portugal played incredible. Portugal, Uruguay, almost upset. No, 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 France. No, no, Portugal, sorry. Namibia, Namibia and um, Namibia and, um, and uh, Romania. Those two. Thank you for turning odd, up. Odd, odd game, Romania. You're here, you're here for just for the numbers. I mean, and Romania are only here. That's was because um, Spain. Um, was uh, cheating and or, or was uh, uh, well caught caught having wrong players on the pitch, um, but I don't think what's the union's fault, it's someone else's fault. But anyway, these kind of things happen, don't they? But you break it down, though. You break it down. I think a, lo- a lot of cases with these tier one, tier two matches, scorelines aren't representing the actual match. You can watch you watch the full match up, and these tier two nations aren't being represented by the scores too well mainly falling off at the end or just having a bad period and conceding two, three tries blows out the score. But a lot of them are, are fully on. I mean, even the Samoan game um, a couple of days ago against Chile, it was very close until about the 65th or 70th sort of minute until it blew out at the end. So everyone's uh, representing well, and then they lose by 30 points. So uh, it's, it's it's full matches of the way to really get a representation of the tournament, I think. Yep. Um, Sieli, um, uh, Fatai, sorry if I've butchered your pronunciation of your name, which I probably have there. But he says, what else can you say? The Wallabies are on the brink of becoming a second-tier nation. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I think it's more that Fiji are on the brink of becoming a tier one nation. Um, let's, uh, let's, let, let, let's give the guys the, uh, the, the, props, um, the props they deserve um, in, um, in, uh, in that one. Um, but as um, LB um, says, yeah, he agrees about the falling off the last 10 or 20 minutes. And uh, Simon Hughes has um, come along here. Yeah, he thinks that tier two have performed better. Um, excluding South Africa Romania again. Um, <laughs> yes, I didn't even bother watching the highlights of that one. Um, I'm sorry, but it's um, 76 nil. Ah, I'm not uh, not about to um, not about to sort of put myself through that even for five minutes worth of highlights. Um, just what's the point? What is the point in that one? Um, See the king. That's not the point. The um, and. Uh, LB says, uh, yeah, Wallabies are building for the next World Cup. Well, yes, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's uh, that's it. Do I get the up the wars? <laughs> yes, you can have an up the wars as well, Robbie. But come back on uh, Wednesday night for the um, the Sandal Show um, where we'll be talking. All, it, it'll all be about the wars. There was another game, but hey, who gives a toss about that one, hey? Um, 
so it'll all be about the wires on Wednesday night, I'm pretty sure. So come back on that one for that show Wednesday, 8 p.m. Um, but no, we're, we're here for a rugby, or rugby union, rather rugby league. Um, let's, so let's go through what happened at the weekend. And we kicked ourselves off the weekend with France, France facing a Uruguay um, there um, in, uh, uh, in in that one. And as you say, yeah, Uruguay gave a, um, a good account of themselves. And they show why um, they've uh, they qualified here ahead of the USA and are the second strongest um, America's team after Argentina. Uh, and show that they are stepping in the right direction. Look, we're talking about France here, second best team in the world, um, and um, Uruguay um, stuck with them uh, until sort of late tries sort of pulled it away uh, in the end there, Steve. Yeah, it was a far cry from a full-strength um, French side, uh, to be fair to them, but hey, it's still a, it's still a squad, isn't it, of 33 men, um, no matter who they put out on the field. So, uh, yeah, they played really, really well. I was impressed by Uruguay. Uh, they stuck in the game. They attacked really well. Uh, it's the thing, I think, it's a common trend of a lot of these Tier 2 sides, but they have got a lot, not all, but a lot of those core skills really at a good level. Um, so a lot of them are, are ruck cleaning very, very well. They've generally got a good scrum or a good line out uh, that they can generally rely on as well. But I just like the way that this Uruguayan side just attacked like fearlessly. They, they didn't give a crap who the other team was. They just played without fear. Uh, they weren't worried about messing things up. They played with freedom and it was fun to watch. And um, yeah, they really stuck it right to the very end. And it's crazy that the All Blacks um, France game and this game against Uruguay had one point difference in it. Uh, which is just incredible. Uh, so, yeah, they, they were exciting to watch. Some great, great talents, uh, a lot of young players as well. Uh, but I think the key guys stood up for them as well, which was really, really good um, when they have players that have been around that sort of what, uh, place before, Larata. Uh, Freitas was really, really good as well um, in their back line. And of course, their forwards just did what they do well. The key jobs, cleaned rucks, got a quick ball, um, and put the French on the back foot. It, it, and it's, it's refreshing to see because that's areas that typically I've found of tier one, tier two nations, that they struggle to get phase after phase or they'll have neither set piece scrum or line out, but they could actually rely on build their game on something and build up phases. And with that, confidence, attack, um, and fearless rugby. Uh, it was really exciting to watch and to make a game out of it when everyone thought it was just going to be another 60 niller. It uh, was really fun. Yeah, look, um, Rux won 64 out of 66 for um, Uruguay, 96%, whereas only 48 out of 53, 90% by France. So, as you say, did that work well? Uh, look, their set piece, look, they lost four lost four out of their nine um, the scrums, lost four out of their 19 uh, lineouts. I mean, 19 lineouts. How the hell did you get 19 lineouts in a game? Um, I'll tell you how. By having 31 penalties between the two teams. Oh, my God. That's nearly a penalty every two minutes. Um, so um, yeah, look, if Uruguay could uh, could clean up their um, their set piece, give away a few less penalties, they'd have won this game. Um, but uh, yeah, losing that much platform um, and uh, I mean, look, fifteen penalties by France, sixteen by by Uruguay. Boy, look, we that needs to be cleaned up. Um, there, that's not good, not good at all. Um, but at least we didn't get any red cards in this one. <laughs> hey, the fact that it was even though, right, is it mm. kind of shows the way that the game went, like the penalty count. So it wasn't just dominant with one team getting all the penalties and, and camping down. France had their chances to, to pull this game away a number of times. Um, and Uruguay just kept fighting back. I, I had some guy um, in the chat that from, where was he from? The Netherlands, I think, um, during the live stream of the game that we were doing. And he actually described at the start of the match, he said, watch out with this Uruguayan team. They're pit bulls. He goes, and I was just like, okay, cool story, you know. Ten minutes later, he goes, see, these teams are pit bulls. By the end of the match, you know, you're still going on. It's like, yeah, I, I see your point. You know, these guys are tenacious, and they've just got that fighting spirit of, of never giving up. And for a team like that, you know, against against the big hosts, you know, um, they really did have that spirit in them, which was uh, really exciting. And, and also the other thing, too, was Tier 2 Nations are really getting a lot of support globally around the world. Um, Uruguay especially, but all over the place. Uh, rugby's becoming, I think, a bit more global than even I expected uh, at the, in this day and age. And one of the things I'm looking forward to, the, the, um, the, their next game is against Italy. That is their, that's, that, that, that's their Rugby World Cup final at the end of the day. If they win that one, um, then they should qualify automatically for the next Rugby World Cup, and Italy don't. So massive, massive game 
um, this coming weekend between Italy and Uruguay. Not for who decides every World Cup, let's be honest. Neither of these teams now are going to even get out the pool. But um, a, 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 but that is a big, that is their big game of the entire tournament. So uh, and off the back of this this performance um, and the fact that Italy what they're okay they beat Namibia 50, 52 to eight, but so New Zealand beat Namibia seventy one to three. Um, so um, whilst we might have been kind of like oh look this kind of uh, tier two stomping out Italy. No, this is um, this was a big. Uh, this, I, I think they gave a, a real good game. Uh, they gave a real good game by by Uruguay. Hmm. Moving on, then, All Blacks versus Namibia, seventy-one to three. I mean, did we learn anything from this game? I don't really think so. Um, Namibia missed forty-five tackles. Um, if you do that, then it's it's one-way traffic. Um, at the end of the day, um, twenty-three clean breaks by the All Blacks. Oh, look, it's, this wasn't so. I mean, should we just move on now? Because I know, I'm, 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 was there anything to learn from this game? On the Namibian side of things, in the match against Italy, they held their own for the early parts of that game. It took the Italians a wee while to get started and fully take control of that matchup. So, you know, there's there's a, a little bit of positive to take for the Namibians against the big teams here. There's there's not going to be much um, joy and pride for them there at all. But on the All Black side of things, I I I learned a lot. Um, I confirmed my thoughts that Roy Garner's 100% the second best scrum half, if not pushing for the best scrum half in that squad. Damien McKenzie, please put him on a plane right now. Get him out of that team, along with Caleb Clark, because they are liabilities in the side, as I've been saying for a long, long time. Um, you know, they're not up to the task. I mean, you're playing Namibia, and you're still clueless in your attacking form. Like, I just... I just don't get McKenzie in a 10 jumper at all. Uh, at that sort of level, he should look like an absolute superstar. And uh, you know, he look, he got good patches because he's getting to a team that really isn't up to much more than an NPC standard, right? So um, he didn't really – he struggled right. to thunder on. I, I would expect him to razzle and dazzle, big four-pack going forward, all the ball in a, in a palm, and yet he's still going sideways. He's still running backwards like he's playing sevens and still just – running out of clues, so he just bumps the ball up in the air. Um, I don't want that, you know, in a World Cup quarterfinal. That's the last thing I want to see against the Springboks or against Ireland or a team like that. So, uh, yeah, for me, I just confirmed what I already thought about, yeah, the 9-10 uh, and the outside backs, definitely. Now, there are, there, are, there are two things from this game. One is the red card for Ethan DeGroote and uh, how long is he going to get banned for? That's, um, uh, that, that's, that, that's a problem for the All Blacks. There and the, in the uh, in, in the props, and you win a game seventy-one to three. You lose the penalty count twelve-seven. What the? I'm sorry, but that is a that's to be dominating a team like this to lose that penalty count. We compare. I mean, the other game this this weekend that was that was a blowout was South Africa seventy-six Romania nil. That penalty count was seven by South Africa, eighteen by Romania. That's what you expect to see. You don't expect to see. The winning team giving up more penalties. So, areas of con- discipline is a big area of concern for this All Blacks team. Um, go, uh, so, um, to me, that's the one area, the one thing I would take out of this game. Um, everything else is, yeah, you've got the points difference, but it's not going to come down to points difference as to which as to who qualifies where in the out of the pool. So, um, so yeah, well done. Uh, some some nice stats of various type players, but. Um, get that discipline sorted out. Otherwise, what players are going to be left that don't aren't banned come the quarterfinals? I mean, I think player-wise, we learned a few more things too about the player likes, likes of Havili. I thought he had a, had a pretty solid matchup for a guy that we've not seen, you know, since his comeback from injury. I think it was pretty solid yep. as well um, from an All Blacks perspective. Um, I think we saw just maybe how good Rico Ioani is and that little passageway came on in the end and he looked actually like, considerably better than anyone else on that paddock, um, which was cool to see, but kind of concerning as well that he comes on and has such an impact with pace and power for a guy that I think we take a bit for granted uh, in that midfield. He looked just he, he looked just so much better than anyone else in that paddock. Um, so a few things to take um, from the game. Yeah, the, the, the card was a bit of a concern, but she's, I mean, you don't even get started on the refereeing and cards and stuff like that. It will be here for about a 12-hour show. Just watching highlights okay. of what should and shouldn't be a card. Well, that's the yeah, that, that's that, that's the most disappointing thing about this this tournament is 
the uh, the discourse on Twitter and Facebook was just like, look at this, look at this. This was called. This wasn't called. Wasn't oh, for God's sake. Like, just enjoy the rugby because, yeah. Um, if if you uh, you're not enjoying the game if you do that. Um, the um, so um, so yeah. So well. So yeah. I mean, job done by New Zealand. Yep. Um, and um, if we uh, look at um, the, uh, the the pool so far. Going pretty much, I kind of think, as I say, as, as we as we kind of expect, France are going to top the pool because they won that game, that opening game. New Zealand are cruising through, um, but the big, the big, in arguably actually the biggest game of this pool, Italy Uruguay, um, is coming up next weekend because um, I think it's bigger in some ways than France New Zealand because it didn't matter the result there it didn't alter the fact that both of them were going to get out of the pool anyway. One and two doesn't make much difference. You've got some tough team. You're going to have tough teams from Pool B. Oh, sorry, uh, just Paul. Yeah, Paul yes. B. Um, in either either way, so that game didn't, didn't really matter. Italy, Uruguay, that decides who qualifies the next Rugby World Cup. Well, that's massive. Um, and um, I'm giving Uruguay a much. Uh, I'm, I'm suddenly got much higher up on Uruguay um, because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, so they that decent game against um, uh, against France. I thought Italy would would uh, would win it uh, relatively comfortably, but we'll have to see. Uh, this, uh, I think I'm I, I'm changing my expectations from what I had pre pre rugby world cup. Moving on then to the um, the next. Uh, actually, no, we'll, we'll we'll go pool by pool, shall we? That's, that makes a, a much better sense than than uh, than doing them in the order. Um, Ireland versus Tonga. Um, as you told me pre um, uh, sort of pre show, Ireland just laid over the ball, um, but um, look, fifty nine to sixteen. Uh, they kind of controlled this one from the start. I don't think Tom were ever. Um, I mean, obviously they got that the early penalties, but I mean, it was already 33-13 by 31-13. Sorry, by half time. Um, so yeah, Ireland showing why they are the number one team in the world um, and uh, comfortably coming through their pool. Really. Yeah, well, I mean, they've still got big games to come, don't they? They've still got to play Scotland. They've still got to play South Africa. So uh, well, there's, yes. there's a lot to still go for Ireland in this World Cup. Yet yeah, they're not really cruising right through by any stretch of the imagination. I think the Scots no, are going to be up for that one. But no, but I mean, so far, two games, two bonus point wins. Oh. Um, every, every, um, they haven't lost any sections to injury yet. Um, so every, so far, every tick, ticks all the boxes. Yeah, and you also got to remember, too, they played their first strength team pretty much against Romania. They played their first strength team against Tonga. They've got to play them against South Africa. They've got to play them against Scotland. Um, so why are you taking 33 men? You clearly only need 23. Um, I, I find that bizarre. Why, why would you? I'm, I understand Sexton, okay? He was, he was out and uh, suspended for a while. Bring him yep. in, get him up to speed. But a lot of those players, um, you know, James O's been playing all through. Uh, Ringrose has been playing all through. Yeah, Mac Hansen, Keenan's been playing all through with all that forward pack. Omani's played every game. Um, you know, a lot of guys have played every game. They swapped their hookers around. Uh, but aside from that, not too much. You're going pretty much all out. But yeah, in, in this game against Tonga, I thought Tonga was a bit disappointing, a shade disappointing. I had a bit higher hopes. Um, if anyone did shine out with a bit of a light for Tonga, I think there'll be uh, William Harbili, the fly half. I thought he was very impressive. Uh, kicked very, very well. Had a, a decent game. Um, and Big Ben Tamifuna, what a monster of a man he is. He had a very, very impressive matchup uh, for the Tongans, which was cool to see as well. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed. This this game kind of, uh, I, I have the same sort of thoughts about with the, the Welsh VGN game from the previous weekend. A lot of hate went on Wales about how they conducted that, you know, and how they got away with this and that and sort of thing, which is fair enough. But these are professional rugby players, right? And they're doing everything they can to win a game. And I, I compared this to they're going to probably places and doing things they don't really want to do in the, the fairness of the game, but they're out to win a rugby game. Um, and they're putting pressure on a referee to make a decision and saying, I'm going to do this. I know it's illegal, but if you're not going to pull me up for it, I'm going to do it again. And if it gets yep. my team an advantage, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I think the first half of this game for Ireland was very similar. Uh, like, like you said, they were all over the rucks. Wrong side. They weren't rolling away. They were slowing down the Tonga ball, something incredible, which in the second half better drastic change. Um, and they'll get away with it, which can you blame Ireland in a way? But I, I for me, it's a referee. The responsibility no, is there. Say, don't do it. You're going to do it again. You're gone. Okay. Then it cleans it up. And got to credit the players. You know, they, they pushed the envelope. They've got away with it. Advantage. They blew out to a, a good lead. Game over. Tonga couldn't find a way back. Um, was too steep for them. 
And yeah, like I said, Ireland cruised their way to a win. But yeah, a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, it just shows that Ireland really is a class above. Uh, the Tongans, a little bit to work on. Quite a bit to work on, I think, going into that. Showed pretty much what we saw from them in the Pacific Nation series as well. Just not quite up to that scratch. A lot of individual players trying to do things. A Piatel, fantastic, but it was often Piatel and then, you know, he lose the ball because his forwards were all trudging back on the other side of the field. Just little things like that. Just didn't have that continuity, that connection uh, wasn't quite there for them uh, like we saw, you know, previous to the World Cup. Yeah, look, and LB says, look, Sexton Belly played, man. A guy just caught and passed for most of the minutes. He got... Um, that's what Sexton does back. all the time. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's Sexton all the time, yeah. He had yeah. one run, 17 metres, and you know what? He scored a try with that one. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, that's 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 his job. He passes and kicks. That That's, yeah. yeah. And try avoiding getting hit because you'll get broken. I think that's pretty much the, uh, the, the game plan. Um, like I said, I, I can understand him playing because he missed a lot of that build-up, right? So that makes oh, sense. A touch risky, um, especially against Tonga, who can, you know, really hit hard. But, um, yeah, he's got out there. He's got two matches warmed up. Uh, he's fit. He's healthy. They've got no big injury concerns that I've noticed. So, yeah, why not? They're cruising. Yep. But they got big games to come, right? Big games. Oh, yeah. The, the, the easy bit of the tournament's done for them now. Yes. Um, next weekend, um, South Africa Island, that is a big one. Um, and then they get two weeks off before they play um, Scotland, um, and then uh, into the, um, to, to the to the quarters. Um, essentially, um, the other game in this pool: South Africa, Romania, seventy-six uh, nil. Yeah. Um, well done, South yeah. Africa. Did what you need to do. Hey, South Africa here, four scrum halves, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter oh, okay. where the ruck goes down. Bang! Uh, there was one on each side of the field, just about. Ah, uh, Faf played ten. Um, but well, big South African news, Andre Pollard's back in the squad. Oh, what a surprise. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, he's back. Uh, Malcolm Marks, as we thought, a front row would go down. Pollard would come in to replace him. South Africa now have one full-time hooker and two part-time hookers. Um, see how that goes when it comes to quarterfinals, eh? Yep. Yep. We'll have to have to um, see how they go. I mean, this is I mean, France back in 2009, tried two, flight, two, two scrum halves and played left and right. And sort of uh, played their kind of nine and ten as uh, and to, to try and speed things up uh, hasn't really caught on, um, uh, and I can't see it catching on outside of uh, playing a tier two tier two team, um, and um, I, can't, I can't see I can't see them doing this in the uh, in the in the quarterfinals for example or or, um, oh, or against Ireland. They, they were in roles, right? They were in roles. Like Ryanak was the nine. Uh, Grant Williams was on the wing, although he did. <laughs> He did, he did hover around the breakdowns an awful lot, which I found quite funny. I was like, where's 14 going? What's he doing so close? He's just standing behind Reinhardt. He's like, you, you want to go out, mate? I'll take this one. Um, and then Faf obviously come on at 10. Um, so he spent a bit of time there uh, and, and did look quite good. Uh, so, yeah, they're building things. They're trying things. They're developing things. And I mean, when you've got a player like Grant Williams, who's so rapid, it's like he fits in on the wing. Um, unlike your, your, um, your boys, which we'll get to later. Hey, they scored, Grant, try, they scored four tries. We'll, we'll get to there, Paul. Just, just, we'll get to there. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Look, I've, I've even donned the jersey because I thought, hey, it's you safe. You should be embarrassed. Lot. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Last week, you would have got away with that because they were impressive. But this week, cool. <laughs> anyway, looking at the pool then, um, not the top two cruising uh um uh, South Africa obviously got that big win over Scotland um and uh and uh, they'll say they, they they face each other this coming weekend um Romania yeah struggling at the bottom as we expected um and I think this is this is how they're going to finish just the only question is will Ireland and Scott will, will Ireland or South Africa be top one or two hey the fun fact um, about this pool uh Scotland's the only team in the World Cup not to score a try Wow, there you go. Even England scored a try. Um, <laughs> they played two games, though. They played two games. <coughs> true, true. They did. They have done. They have done. That's very true. Um, and uh, anyway, so that's Paul B. Moving on on to um, to, uh, to to Paul C. Then, um, and um, first up, we've um, got uh, Wales um, versus Portugal. Where um, Wales uh, uh, did what they needed to do 
um, to get uh, to win 28-8. Portugal picking up a red card, but look, that was after 77 minutes. That was at the end of the game. Who um, didn't really Im impact uh, this one? But yeah, Wales nilling uh, Portugal in that first half. Um, Portugal were getting a bit unlucky because they had that crossing um, try disallowed. Um, but um, uh, but for all the kind of negativity and worry, I guess for for how how would what would Wales be able to do in this um, this competition? They'll be extremely happy um, with where they've. Uh, where they sit currently, two wins, two bonus points. After what was a, uh, I say, a very fraught um, entry into this tournament, and also um, managed to uh, uh, rotate quite a few players as well. Um, so I think uh, Wales will be happy with where they're at at the moment. Yeah, I'll be happy with where they are. Um, I, I don't think they have too much reason to be overly ecstatic of how they played against Portugal, uh, which I'd credit to the Portuguese players who, again, much <laughs> like we we saw from Uruguay and much like we've seen from Chile as well, have a exciting, fearless, attacking brand of rugby. I especially got up to watch this game just to watch Portugal because of all the things we've heard about them in the build-up, how much they play, you know, attacking rugby. You know, the fans love the way they throw the ball around and, and they play an exciting brand. And I was like, well, I want to see this exciting brand. And I'll tell you what, they didn't disappoint. They have a very, very talented bunch of players. And, I mean, they're outside backs. Um, Rodrigo, Marta, uh, Vincent Pinto, and coming off the bench, Storty. I knew about him before. I was, I was surprised they started him on the bench. Uh, but they're outside backs. And Guedes, their fullback, they're electric, man. They are fast and they are hot steppers. And a lot of them have the seventh background. So they're coming into this with that sort of knowledge of how to break a line, obviously with more space, but they know how to elude one-on-one -on -one players. So they've got that experience. They were fun, man. They were fun. Their forward stood up. It was a big, big match from their hooker, uh, Mike Tajia. I thought he played really, really well too. Uh, pretty much played the whole game. And so, yeah, I think they've got a bit about them. They're exciting. It just You just hope they progress, right? And so they get to this point and it's like they get on the stage and you see them and it's like, this is cool. You know, these guys are even... Like they pretty much, like right at the very end, Wales scored that bonus point try. If this was a 78-minute game, Wales didn't get a bonus point try. Um, Wales, when they got yep. into the 22 and they got 5-10 metres out, they always looked like scoring. Using the forwards was the one area that Portugal just couldn't quite defend well enough. They didn't have that power game to to back up defensively. And, you know, when they're on halfway and they lose 2-3 metres per phase, that's all right. Because Wales generally looked to kick or, or they'll stuff something up. But close to the line, when they went to that forward play, uh, Portugal did struggle to contain that. So work on for them there. Um, I think they could have saved probably conceding a number of points from that sort of situation. But yeah, hey, to push Wales right to the end, Faletel scored that in the 83rd minute. So, you know, if, if they managed to just take that one stop at the end, uh, they could have denied Wales that bonus point, which would have been huge. Now, what we've seen today in the overall scheme of this pool, because bonus points, points differential, all that sort of stuff is going to be huge. If Fiji come out and they play Portugal and they smoke them by 60 points, you know, who knows what's going to happen. That's going to tell a massive difference because points differential, I think, could well play a part. Yeah, look, it's 85% tackling. They had to make 156, or they tried to make 183, yep. um, made 156 tackles. They got a, a big workload, but they weren't, they we, what, we, the other one we, we, we think was it from memory was it 45 missed tackles whatever in that other game we're only talking 27 missed tackles here, 85% tackling so they yeah they stood up that foot the whole game sure only three of the tries were from forwards um, as you say which is where um, Wales managed to eventually batter their way through but it did take them as, as you say right the way until then but I mean Wales 19 turnovers I'm sorry if you're playing you're playing a team like this if, you, you're, if you're coughing up the ball that much you'll be happy you've got the points on the board as like where you come from but yeah, they're not going to. If if they make it to the quarterfinals, they're not going to go much further um, with uh, with these these kind of performances. But from where they were coming from, coming into this tournament, I'm so I still think they'll be. Um, look, this is uh, they're, they're heading in the right um, the right kind of direction um, for them. It's, 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 it's kind of progressing. Um, next up, um, Wales have got some um, Australia, so it is the big one this coming weekend. And as you say, mm -hmm. um, after about the next game. Um, that's we'll, we'll see how um, how important that one is um, going to be. Fiji now moving on to them. They played their two big games. 
they've played Wales um, and come up um, the uh, again that a lot of people think um, they uh, like they could or should have won um, with a bit of different uh, different refereeing. Um, and now uh, they take on took on Australia, where um, they um, the big the big problem for them in Wales is they let Wales get into a lead and then couldn't chase it down. Whereas in this one, um, the uh, they out they got outscored two to one on the tries, but still at half time they were leading eight to twelve purely off off penalties. They were. Keep the keep the scoreboard ticking over. I mean, this isn't this isn't how Fiji is supposed to play, is it? I mean, um, <laughs> scoring in threes. I mean, this is um, it's, uh, it's 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 a very uh, sort of um, yeah a pragmatic approach to add to their flair, um, and it's um, yeah did them did them fantastic. Uh, you've got an ace goal kicker, which I didn't know they had in Kuravoli. Um, not only a fantastic player run of the ball, but you know you see him lining up. It's like. Ooh. Coravalli's on the on the tee. Okay, we'll see how this goes. And then smokes four kicks, and you're like, okay, let's keep going with this. Uh, Fiji must be feeling like the most hard done by team in world rugby right now. They just can't catch a break, and uh, they just seem to be battling against more than their opposition um, in in every aspect of the game. They maybe got one or two calls go their way in this one, but boy, oh boy, the Wallabies got some gifts. That try to Noangani Tawazi. There's about three reasons why it should have been shouldn't have been a try, um, which I'm sure is going to span the chat in about three seconds time. Um, played the ball on the ground, uh, the Australian player Arnold in the ruck. That's how they got the turnover. The Australians. So he played the ball on the ground, flipped okay. it back. They kicked it, went to a 50-22. Um, they threw the ball in, mm-hmm. not five meters, and then threw a forward pass um, from Karifi to Noangani Tawazi. That one was a bit marginal. Maybe the five meters was a bit marginal as well. But the hand on the ground, there was two players. I literally. The rack was open, you know, it wasn't like a big berry body pile. It was like no one there. And it's just like, how, how all this TMO crap they go on about and all the TVs watching it. And it's something so blatant like that. They just completely miss out on it. Just, it was staggering. Um, but still, they didn't give up the Fijians. You know, they've got no, no give up. They got that try for Tui Sova straight after halftime, which was a bit fortuitous. But the Australians let a lot of ball bounce from kicks, which, you know, we all know is a, is a bad idea to do when you just let it go anywhere. So oh, he played the ball. Come on. He played the ball. He was trying to play it back over his head, smacked it the other way. That was clearly, clearly playing the ball. Clearly playing the ball. Um, that was just a first of many offenses. Rory Arnold, Rory is Richie or Rory? Richie, Richie, Richie Arnold's in the team now. Is an absolute grub. How he didn't get a red card in that game, bewilders belief. Um, absolute crazy man. Offside number of occasions uh high shots all over the park uh the wallabies yep yep deservedly lost that game um i think everyone's a bit fiji in today except for people that live in in the um criminal part of the world over there in australia <laughs> the um yeah arnold gave up four penalties in this game um as part of the 18 18 that the um the australians gave up they gave up 18 and didn't pick up a yellow card how can you how can you not how can you give up 18 penalties and not have a yellow for repeat infringement. When you <laughs> that's that's so there we go. Um, look, I mean, Fiji didn't help themselves a little bit in this one. I look, I mean, discipline was fantastic. Seven, seven penalties, the one of the best. That's one of the best discipline performances we've seen in this tournament. But their set piece, losing six lineouts, losing four four scrums, um, they kind of didn't help themselves there with that side of things. Um, but um, I look, I'm just just the fact that they they won this one in threes. As, as an Englishman, um, just just warms the heart to see um, to see them doing that. Um, and uh, look, and as you say, their one try wasn't from a piece of flair; it was from someone totally misjudging a high kick, and mm. um, all the Aussies suddenly finding it bouncing behind them. How four of them ran in front of the ball and overran it is just nuts. Um, but um, so yeah, so uh, well done to Fiji. They yeah, by game management they won this one, rather than hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Lots of flair and sentence play, which is brilliant um, mm-hmm. to see that they've brought that into their game. Uh, we thought, let's be honest, that, that with the loss of their um, their ten, that we wouldn't uh, for to injury pre pre tournament. We were like, oh, does is is are we going to are we going to um um are, 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 are we going to miss out on that uh, that game management? Um, but no, they've shown that they've got it, which is great to see, um, and uh, which puts them into um, a, a, a well a, a decent situation here um, ahead of Australia currently. Uh, but both of them are on six points. Uh, all the first, all the top teams have got uh, got two bonus points so far, um, because uh, um, which um, because of tried bonus points. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one pans out. Obviously, um, Georgia Portugal. Who cares? At the end of the day, um, this weekend is the other game. Um, it's not going to have any 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 bearing on um, on 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 anything. Um, that game. Georgia could upset by, I mean, Georgia beat Fiji, wasn't it for that way around? I think it's in 2011, um, which, um, which, which, uh, which, which caused a problem for, for, for Fiji, I think it was. Um, yeah, and, that, and that was how Georgia got themselves automatic qualification. So, look, they could, they, 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 they could upset uh, a Fiji or a Wales, so they've still got to play. Um, so they, they, they could they be the kingmakers. So. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they could be the kingmakers, but they're not, mm-hmm. they're not going to be kings themselves. So it doesn't really matter what they do against Portugal. They can get the win, but they're not going to get enough wins to get themselves out of this pool. Um, but they could upset, or they, they, or they could dent the chances of either Fiji or Wales. They've already lost to Australia, so they can't do that, obviously. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's for Georgia too. No, for that Georgia-Portugal game, this is a big game for Portugal because I think they've, they've shown a little bit about what they can do uh, when they played Wales, right? So everyone's a bit like, okay, Portugal looks... But all right, can they keep that up? Can we do it again? Could they possibly win that game that they could win against Georgia? For Georgia, though, um, yeah, they are the kingmakers, aren't they? Bonus points. Uh, you don't pick up a bonus point against Georgia, you're in trouble. You obviously don't win. You're in a real world of trouble. Uh, but this is box seat for, uh, box seat Wales. Um, and for mine, it's, it's box seat Fiji as well, because Australia still have to obviously play one of the top two teams in Wales in the pool. So, Fiji just need to focus on getting the wins over the teams they should be beating anyway. So, yeah, that's his concentration for them is in that, that professionalism and making sure they don't go and celebrate too early uh, before their job is done. Make sure, like they say, like the old cliches are, controlling what they can control. They can beat Georgia. They can beat Portugal. Get a bonus point. Take 10 points from those two games. Put yourself up there on 16 points and make, you know, Australia have to beat Wales pretty much because that's, Pretty much, provided they do what they should do, going to sign and seal the deal. Um, if the Wallabies do win, though, then, yeah, the Cats, Monks and Pigeons are uh, big time there uh, for all three of those sides who's going to go through a bit of a lottery, uh, which would be interesting. But, yeah, Fiji, though, it's good to see them actually winning uh, position, uh, winning scrums, winning ruck battles, winning the forward um, collisions, you know, the stuff that we typically don't see so much from Fiji. Uh, you talk about, you see all the backline stuff, but... Uh, Botia and Mata at the back were, were sublime, and their front rows performing well. So they they look really really good. Uh, it's just I kind of feel like they probably wanted Portugal first. They kind of feel like they needed that just to settle themselves in. Maybe might have made a difference. Uh, settle into the game, settle into the uh, the areas, you know, the country, the conditions, and then go bang bang. But hey, it's what it is. It's an exciting pull. And it makes every game remaining exciting for different reasons. Obviously, the top four for who's going to go out, but for Portugal, uh, they've got a point to prove for themselves. Yep, you say the two easiest, the two easier games are Georgia and Portugal coming next. Um, but uh, and and Fiji, and, uh, Fiji currently on a plus one um, points difference will want to um, will want to rack that up. Uh, actually, points. But so the, the 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 deciders are the winner of the match between two tied teams. But obviously, if three teams are tied, oops, that's a problem. 
in which case it's the best um, points difference um, at that point um, between the higher ranked teams. Now, the fact that Fiji, um, after playing those two, are, are plus one, um, you've got to say that you'd expect either, well, you're expecting a, whatever the winning margin is this weekend between Wales and Australia um, should mean that whoever loses that game um, is going to be in a world of, world of pain because that winning margin is probably going to be more than one point or whatever it is, and it'll be enough to make them the, the weakest out of the three teams in that three-way kind of match-up stuff, which is just, uh, um, yeah, mathematician's nightmare. Um, or mathematicians <laughs> love it, and I'm just not not in. I've, I've um, in time, just too hungover to, 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 to cope with all that. So, well, we, we, we should just take a brief interlude. Yep, sorry, go on. Before you go off pool C, for the Wallabies, um, no Skelton against Wales and, and no Tupo. Uh, they're both gone. So they're, they're confirmed to be out for that Wales game um, this weekend. So that that's massive for them. Uh, a, a leader and I think probably one of your best prop, right? I mean, Angus Bell right up there, but Tupo, certainly that's your best two props and uh, they lost them. Um, so I think that could be a, a bit of a tale for them as well as that game wears on. They've got to go to Noel Gore and, and Scoop who, who played against the Fijians this morning. And um, yeah, I think that could, that could be somewhere where they could lose out a bit. It could be, but this isn't a very good Wales team either. So um, we'll have to <laughs> wait and see. It's kind of who's, who's going to be the, the least worst team. Um, thank you, Simon, for, 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 for correcting me. The game I was thinking about was Georgia Tonga back in 2015, not Georgia Fiji. Um, so thank you for correcting me on that one. Um, my excuse is this weekend uh, past, I made my club rugby debut. Um, I have not played rugby since I was 16 um, and, um, and played and uh, turned out um, for Waihee in their Golden Oldies team, three 15-minute games, um, which is uh, which was full contact, but there's um, uh, except if you're me, which case you come turnstile and anyone here just wave people fast, or you just put your hands on them trying to grab their jersey. Um, but um, no, I, I did uh, I did get tackled once where I couldn't get rid of the ball quickly enough um, as I tried to make some sort of semi line break uh, down down the down the wing. Why I was doing out there at my slow pace, I've got no idea. But there you go. Um, I did get the ball back inside somebody else, but you know, so I didn't lose the ball or get taken out with the ball. But hey, um, but yes, yeah, so we did start with a drink. Now, um, Tapuna, thank you so much for um, having us, um, great rugby club, um, and even had beers in the sheds for us pre-game. Um, I do question though why we needed low-carb beers pre-game. I mean, this is where we're supposed to be carb loading. We need the energy, and you give us low-carb beers. That probably explains my performance on the pitch. Um, and then we went drinking through several bars on the way back from the um, from, from there as well. And uh, um, so hence, hung over today and then hence my maths, um, trying to figure out how that all would work. I'm sorry, but yeah, not up for not up to that. But uh, um, very happy to make my club rugby debut. Have you ever played club rugby, Steve? Uh, not proper, proper club rugby, no. Just, well, just I'm, school, I'm, school, I'm, I'm not sure I call Golden Oldies proper, 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 proper rugby, but um, LB pregame beers, absolutely pregame beers, halftime beers, and postgame beers, um, you know, or between game beers as well. Because we had three 15 minute games, um, and yeah, we the, yeah, the, the beers and waters were brought on at halftime. It, it's like um, they so, yes. play cricket, don't you? You have the chili bins on the boundary, and everyone takes turns at fielding down at third man, so they can have <laughs> a drink and take it with them back to the slips. <laughs> <laughs> I know that oh, one well. Brilliant. Oh, you're a more cricketer person, are you? Okay. There back in those days, so, yes. Back in those days. All right, then. So, you guys, so that, 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 that explains my um, um, some of my uh, kind of uh, sort of standard of comments this, this 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 evening, probably. So, let's move on then to Pool D, um, where we uh, had um, Samoa um, taking on Chile. Um, in, uh, uh, in in that one, um, forty three ten. Um, it was um, nineteen ten at half time. So it was one of those ones where basically Chile fa um, sort of faded um, in this one. Uh, with three yellow cards in the space of sort of ten minutes in uh, in the second half as well. Um, so uh, both teams um, down on players um, towards the end of the game. Um, but so yes, yeah, so one where. And this, I guess, this comes back to one of your comments we were talking about earlier that um, some of the some of the weaker teams standing up for for, for for like 40 40 odd minutes and then just running out of steam. Um, and well done to um, Samoa um, for um, for keeping it up, uh, keeping up that pressure on Chile. 
um, and also in great, uh, and this is actually two of the teams that had the fewest penalties given away this weekend were both Pacific Island teams. We just, what's it, seven with Fiji, nine now with Samoa, um, 17 to Chile. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, no wonder, no wonder Samoa had 17 lineouts. Um, but um, yeah, great play. Well, well done by Samoa. Um, and um, uh, some, uh, and, and again, another one of, didn't they win this one with basically rolling malls, uh, basically driving malls was how they kind of uh, got over the line, I think, from memory um, with with uh, with Samoa. Um, so again, not the um, not the Pacific Island flair we we're expecting, but uh, roll up the uh, roll up the sleeves and, uh, and and go to work against. So, I mean, we 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 characterise Southern Hemisphere, oh, sorry, South American teams like Uruguay's, like 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 Argentina. Um, we put Chile in that kind of bracket as having a being sort of more forward scrum orientated. Um, and yet Samoa took them on up front and uh, and did the job. She's not so much these days. They're all they're all quite exciting in the backs. Uh, this game, I think, quite went pretty similar to when they played Japan. Uh, fiery out of the gates, exciting. Uh, took chances. Uh, played pretty free freely, just like the other uh, Uruguayan side and and uh, Portugal as well. Uh, but yeah, they they fell off the pace. Uh, good first half, uh, but. Quite professional from Samoa. Like I say, the penalties, Lilefano notching over four shots at goal, uh, getting off to a good little lead. But it was a bit of a battle for that first half, which was nice to see, and then blowing it out at the end. Um, but it's good to see, you know, with, with Samoa, you, you see the names, and you look at the try scorers, you, you look at the point scorers, and you go, there's some quality about those players. You know, Duncan Paiawa, a former Australian, um, played a lot of Super Rugby. Talmatini's obviously been in Super Rugby for a long time. Uh, Fritz Lee in New Zealand has spent decades, it seems like, over in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, ripping things up in France. And, you know, Sopwanga, Lilefano, all those guys. It's like real depth in their squad now as well. And they're getting better and better as they go on. I think this is a good test for them, um, a good start to their campaign. Um, and showing what they can do. A little, a little bit of flair with that Payala try, getting it nice out wide uh, to, for him to finish in the corner. But, yeah, a little bit of show of the forwards as well, which are, are very, very strong in that area. So I think this is a side that could uh, potentially trouble sides more than I think Tonga will uh, in their pool. But they, on their day, on their day, they, they've got the quality, right? And when you look through the team and you see them with that quality of, of character and player and skill, they just need to gel. And we all know, get get some points on the board, okay? You've got a good goal kicker. Take your points, take a lead, get your confidence, get that crowd involved. And we all know those French crowds love a bit of Pacific Island rugby. Uh, they get in it. They love the Fijians. And, and they are very vocal in their support. Uh, this is a team that also could cause some trouble in their pool as well. So um, good build up, good start. And maybe they've got what the Fijians didn't with that game that they can work into. And now get a bit more comfortable with the surroundings, a bit more comfortable with their conditions, and build on from that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the um, and as a uh, as, as an England fan, um, I'm very happy we've got two wins under the belt before we take on Samoa. Otherwise, I'd be very worried. Um, let's be <laughs> let's be honest. Now, um, I'm not. Uh, the, yeah, I'm not so worried about what that what the result of that one is. Um, but uh, yeah, look, all their players now playing. Um, in uh, good setups, you have got a number of these guys with in the Moana Pacifica setup, um, so who who uh, who basically know each other um, pretty well uh, as well. So they actually had so you've got combinations um, as well as um, just as well as proper as, as well as proper sort of fit um, professional players, uh, which is um, which which is a good thing here for 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 Samoa. Um, Chile clearly need don't have that uh, that same level of, of athlete. Um, and uh, don't have so many players in full-time professional outfits. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, great start for, for Samoa. Um, I did wonder if they would be a bit rusty because of um, uh, because they kind of had to have so had a, a bigger break and were waiting a week before getting their first game in. Um, but uh, as you say, in that first half, patient, um, doing a Fiji, knocking over penalties, winning in, going up in threes. Um, yeah, it's uh, again another very uh, very English performance. Fantastic, loving it historically. That is <laughs> not recent times. Um, so yes, so um, so it's a great great start for 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 Samoa. Then the second game, um, England versus Japan. Um, yes, England scored tries, but boy oh boy, how? I mean, the first try was Japan screwing up a line out on their own five meter lines, 
which uh, which gave it away. The second one was um, Joe Marler heading the ball forwards, and then everyone Rolling stopping clown. apart from apart from um, uh, Courtney Laws, who then Laws. just literally walked over and put it down. Um, sorry, what did I say? Yeah, no, you got it right. Yes, did I say, uh, yeah, Courtney Laws. Laws yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And um, so, hey, look to to and England needed those sort of things to get um, to get themselves going because and then they did score um, a proper try um, over in the corner with a, a cross field kick, um, uh, but um, not uh, yeah yeah it's like well hey the first two the first two were let's be honest extremely lucky um, and England needed that to um, to get them going uh, so yes it's, all is not all is not um, rosy for England from a performance point of view, but from a results point of view, it's, um, what, what a fan, uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing place to be in considering how scared I was coming into this tournament. Um, but 66% um, possession, each one from territory, dominating game by England, surely is how you saw it then, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I see a Japanese side that promised so much and then delivered so many stupid errors um they couldn't catch a high ball they couldn't go more than a few phases without making a mistake um they got dragged into the kicking battle because the crowd literally the crowd was booing when england kicked the ball in open play they were literally booing them kicking the ball away that's how much they were throwing into and just going into kicking battles it was absolutely incredible but i mean japan were wasteful uh, and you could you could talk up your all you like, but Japan looked exciting. Uh, they lo- lost Masarewa really early, got pretty much first phase. Um, he went down with a leg sort of injury, which is a bit of a shame. But Lemeki come on, and I thought he was very solid at fullback uh, for Japan. Um, they got, high ball was an issue, but in terms of running it back when he did have the chance, it's good. Uh, they, they cut up England a number of times. So many times they broke through and just couldn't break through England's second sort of line, they, they defended very well in a, in, a, in a two-phase. They didn't just have a fullback. They sort of had that, a two-line defensive uh, effort, which probably indicated why they were a bit weaker on their front line. But their second line of defense always sort of covered very, very nicely. Um, I presume the wingers coming back and kind of cutting off angles. Um, they did that very, very well. They forced Japan into corners when they did make those breaks. And the Japanese support just wasn't quite there. They forced the issue on a few things. Just silly little things that had you ripping out what tiny little bit of hair that you've got left uh, on your head. So it was a bit frustrating from a Japanese point of view, but promising in the fact that they actually, if they could hold on to the ball, they, they could actually do some damage to some teams. And I mean, the fact of the matter is that they were in this game, considering they only kicked, you know, a number of penalties. Um, and it took, you know, you don't count those first two tries because they were pretty much silly errors or, or fortuitous luck, right? So that could happen at any time oh, for yeah. any team. So it's not like they got outplayed, uh, for those first two tries. And in the end, it, it did sort of fall apart. So, uh, unfortunate for Japan. Uh, I, yeah, not not the Japan of 2019, like I saw someone comment in there. But still, the talent is there. You know, players like Matsushima, so good. Running, just breaking the line. So deceptive in his pace and his agile play. Uh, very, very good. Uh, Matsuda played well at 10. Their nines are good as well. A, a solid back row with Leach and Hermino back from injury. So the pieces are there. It's just not quite clicking. They're just clashing against each other. And it's just, you know, someone makes a silly error. Uh, Fakatava, that guy is incredible. And this is what I mean about your wings for England. He, nah, okay, so uh, World Rugby thinks that uh, Amato Fakatava is a center. So World Rugby completely lost their marbles straight away. Uh, he is a second rower. And he actually <laughs> ran down the English winger. Pace. So when you've got your second rower and you've got, you've got your winger making a break and you see your number four doing the big chase, you're like, well, this is not going to go well for us at all. And he brings them down. It's incredible. I just don't see England daily on the wing just bewilders me completely. Just completely bewilders me. It is, it, and, he, and he kicks. He gets the ball out there and then he'll thump it down. It's like, what is the game plan here, England? Worked very well against Argentina. Um but you went into half and took points, okay, and accumulated. Obviously, they were a bit more scared about that threat. Against Japan, they'll get into the half, get a penalty, and kick to the corner. And then it'll all break down and fall apart, or they get a, a lucky break. So cra- crazy team. Crazy, crazy team. I just don't understand the selections. And then I don't understand at the end of the game when they interview Borthwick, and he goes, 
oh, how fantastic they were. And the boys worked so hard for this result. <laughs> and it's like, mate, did you watch that game? You headbutted a try. You got a lucky bounce of a botched line out, which is most of Japan's line outs. Um, and you have wingers that, that can't outpace the second rower. I mean, man, I'd be worried. I would, if I was that coach, I'd be like, I need to make some selection changes here because things just aren't working in that back line. Um, and George Ford gets the man of the match. I don't know how. Courtney Law's fantastic. I mean, that back row, uh, that back row is brilliant, okay? I'll give them some credit. Uh, Laws, Earl, and Ludlam are fantastic, and that is what's holding that England team together. Their ability around the breakdown, around the field, breaking tackles, getting over the advantage line, they are brilliant. Um, superb, outstanding. One of the best combination in the World Cup that I've seen. But the rest of the team, <laughs> I have concerns. I really do. <laughs> Um, look, it's, this is an England team that's that's quite. Look, they, they beat Argentina twenty-seven ten. They just beat um, Japan thirty-four twelve. Um, in this game, they were there were nine, seventy-nine kicks from hand. Seventy-nine. That's one a minute. Um, it's nuts. Most of the other games are, 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 are around the sort of thirty mark ish. This was seventy-nine. Just twice as many kicks as pretty much any other game this weekend. Um, England's game plan is pretty clear defend don't let them score anything and kick the leather off it and hope we get opportunities to score some points that's that's mm -hmm. england's game plan um and the defense has worked they've only given up 22 points in two games um one try i think it is in two games so defensively whilst you can say they gave up five line breaks in this game but they didn't lead to tries um mm -hmm. whether so this 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 dual line um, Kevin Sinfield defence is working somehow. Um, and then you've got players like Elliot Daly, who has got a very long kick on him. So um, you've got Freddie Stewart, who's very solid under that high ball. More than happy to um, Not that get involved half. in kicking duel. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> both teams were terrible under the high ball in their first half. They were both atrocious. A lot found grass. A, a lot was just bouncing around. It, it was messy. Like, and, and a description of that first half was just incredibly messy. Um, it, yeah. If you sum it up in a nutshell, they're as bad as each other. No no one was better than each other. But yeah, even a guy that, you know, Freddie Stewart's quite reliable under that high ball, right? Um, I was surprised yep. to even see him um, well, no, just yeah. completely missing them. Second half cleaned up massively. Both sides improved incredibly. Uh, but boy, that first half was poor. Hard watch. Really hard watch. So, and yeah, look, I mean, Japan got within a point at, after just before the hour mark, but then three tries, including the um, the, the the forward header, um, finished things off. And again, just like Wales um, scoring after time was up to get that bonus point, otherwise they wouldn't have got the bonus point um, here. So England, um, I say, coming into this tournament, I was uh, concerned as to whether we get out of the pool. Two wins against um, two of the kind of stronger teams we've got chile coming up win that chile game hey presto you're in the quarterfinals well done england um from that point of view um job done um because boy this is not a this is not a rugby world cup winning team this is a team that was that was that was yeah that was kind of like oh my god are we going to get out of the pool and quite a few mm -hmm. people um were kind of going that england are going to be the disappointment england are going to not get out the, out of this pool um they've got the results they are going to get out of the pool now um, so they will be so yes, yeah, so that's this is going to be a, an overachieve by England just to make because and overachieve to me, remember, is to get to the quarterfinals and lose in the quarterfinals. That's that's that that's or or at least par, um, performance at that point. Um, the uh, so yeah, so um, so the England, uh, yeah, I can understand why Borthwick's saying it was a it was a fantastic game because from his point of view, he's got the points on the board, um. Mm. Uh, uh, Japan are uh, and yeah and um, at the moment it looks like Samoa being the most likely to come through the pool with them, but um, but the uh, this coming weekend Argentina versus Samoa will be an absolute cracker um, of a game, um, and we'll uh, go some way as to see um, where where we're at. Hookton <laughs> writes the absurdity of the draw is that England could make the semis. Yes, uh, where they lose, yep. England could come third in this rugby world cup. Right, they can win that. They they can win the bronze medal playoff game, um, and all they would have to beat is Wales or or um, or Australia or kind of Fiji in a quarter final, um, 
and then uh, and, and hey Presley, you're in that third fourth playoff, and who knows what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, so a bit massive game this weekend for for, for both Samoa and Argentina. England, um, you've got Chile, get that win, and hey presto, um, they can all sort of breathe, have a, um, have a have two weeks off before they play Samoa, relax, chill, and go. Whew, we've made it out. Well done, boys. Um, I know that's not very high expectations for 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 England, but uh, but that's kind of where where they were at. Let's be honest, um, coming into this. Until they win um, that game, it, then they look at the quarterfinal draw and they see. Oh, Fiji. Oh, crap. Now we're in trouble. And those Twickenham memories can't start flooding back and all sorts of things will happen. Oh, look. Yeah. As I say, but losing in the quarterfinals is okay. We've that, that, That's a par performance. Fiji could make top four. Um, Fiji could be in the third, fourth playoff. That's something more positive. That's what we need to believe. Oh, hey, oh, before, yeah. we, before we move on to this pool. Well, um, imagine, okay. Now, imagine Fiji Samoa has been the third, fourth playoff. Yep, 100%. On there. That's that, 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 at the moment. That's doable, right? Um, yeah. Uh, if uh, if um, the, both of them could come out of the pool, uh, unfortunately, they might meet each other in the quarterfinals, which would which would screw things up. Um, but also, I mean, two te- two two Pacific Island teams making the making the quarterfinals is would be um, would would be, would be a fantastic result. I think Argentina finally on this pool. I think that the draw has kind of done them a little bit dirty, right? <laughs> Shocking performance first yeah. up, and now they've had to sit on it for two weeks. That must be a camp, man. That must be some, you know, imagine the feeling in that. Imagine the emotion in that camp. Uh, you imagine sitting guys like Pablo Matera sitting there, uh, Creevy sitting there, uh, Montoya, their captain, sitting there, sitting on that disgusting display against England, which, to be fair, was absolutely diabolical. Um, Japan would have beaten them on that day. Uh, the Chile would have been in for a good run that day if the Argentina uh, plays like that again. So they've had to sit on that. I'm... I really want to see Argentina this weekend because I think they could either be utterly brilliant and there'll be a massive backlash because that team will be out there being, you know, written off by people now after that performance um, of their capabilities of getting out of this pool. Or uh, are they going to go sulk? But for for Samoa, this has been a great start for them, right? They've got the points on the board. Mm. They'll be full of confidence coming into a game. The, the big game, so uh, they'll, they'll have confidence going into it. Um, so I think, yeah, great, um, uh, great opportunity for um, for Samoa. Uh, as you say, real bad one for Argentina, Japan. Um, hell, their easy games are done, um, and they're in trouble. Let's <laughs> let's be blunt here. Will they? Will they even get to? Th- if they don't get third place, they don't automatically qualify for the next rugby World Cup. Um, I easy, um, I can definitely see them slipping down to fourth. Um, mm-hmm. Some questions in the live chat. Um, is there a game on um, Thursday? Yes, that's the Italy-Uruguay game. As I say, massively important game. Um, what, 3.45 a.m. in the morning on the Thursday? Great time. That's horrible time. That's horrible been my last time. two weeks, man. Um, it's my last two weeks. Up 3.30. Not, I'm, I will not be awake at that point. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate for that one. Um, Come join me. Friday morning, Friday morning, France, um, Namibia. Uh, unfortunately, I will be in the car driving to Hamilton to do to work that, uh, for, for during that game. I'll be watching it. Um, <laughs> and the, um, yes, we, <laughs> get a jog. Um, yeah. The um, yeah. So it's like, uh, England. We over the moon uh, as to where they're at um, in this one. Um, the uh, L, LB was asking, um, uh, do we talk about Eddie Jones's press conference? I'll be honest, I've not seen I've not seen what uh, what happened in that. Have you? No, I can only imagine I, I, what it was. Yeah. Uh, I know he did announce about the missing yeah. players, um, but I, I can only imagine. I can imagine, imagine how how he'll be kicking off about how bad his players are, won't he? Surely. <laughs> the um so yeah, so I, I sorry, sorry, yeah, LB, I, I generally ignore those sort of things because you generally you get crap out of them. Um the um unless I'm there, of course, I get to actually ask questions, but not this year. Um so yeah, so look, I mean, um, I, uh, I, I was a bit despondent after the first round, but I'm now um, well up for this this uh, this weekend. of some big games, um, as we said, uh, Argentina, Samoa, and Pool D is a really important game. The um, in uh, Pool C, we got Wales, Australia, massive game there. Um, South Africa, Ireland uh, in Pool B, and that Italy, Uruguay game, 
not on the face of it as at the same level as other ones, but a massively, um, uh, but, but again, a, a really important game there. So some real big, important games after what was, let's be honest, in round two, apart from Australia, Fiji, all the rest of the games were pretty obvious as who was going to win. Maybe not the England Japan one for some of you, but I had faith in the boys. Um, it wasn't the. It wasn't the. I think. I think. I think round two was the was the kind of was a bit was the lukewarm round. Uh, but I think next round three, um, every pool has got a cracking game in it. I think it depends how you opinion. watch it, because if you just look at results, yeah, it's easy to to see that and go, okay, we expected that, we expect that. But I think we've seen some really incredible performances from teams that we, you know you don't think should perform that well. Uh, yeah, they didn't win the game. Yeah, they fell off at the end. But, you know, seeing Portugal, you know, absolutely scare the nuts off the Welsh, you know, forcing them to to bring the big guns on and to execute at the death, play till the 84th, 85th minute, you know, not just be like, oh, clock's gone red, get rid of it, let's go home and have a beer, you know, forcing that issue, forcing them to get that bonus point. Um, things like that, uh, just, it brings a different element and, and it makes you think, that these small teams, they're not just there to make up the numbers because they can actually have an impact by denying bonus points, uh, by denying tries, mm. by denying points, you know. You're not going to get team. You know, if someone struggles against one of the minnows, they drop, you know, they only score 20, 30 points, whereas everyone else is scoring 50, 60. That has massive repercussions on those teams when they go to the final standing. So they're here to play a part and discount them, uh, you know, like we've seen with teams resting players like France. Um Pretty much the same scoreline as the All Blacks versus France. Different teams, but hey, it's still France versus New Zealand. It's still France versus Uruguay. You look at the books in 22 years' time, that's what you're going to be reading because you don't know who these players will be in 30 years' time. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, they're doing themselves proud. I, I think it's, it's been a very interesting round. I've enjoyed seeing these small teams, um, and I've enjoyed the, the, the kind of global reach that it's had, which is a lot better than I expected and thought it was going to be. So it's, it's been good. It's been fun. And the support from the crowd outstanding the crowds are phenomenal really really good so a lot of highs a lot of really really good uh things come out of these opening couple of rounds cool well, there you go folks there's mr positivity for you um who will breathe the uh, breathe breathe positivity back into your life um that's 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 what uh, that's what he's here for um i will just uh make you feel like you should go sit in the corner and uh, rock yourself while you cry um but there you go that's the <laughs> the yin and the yang of the show um steve thank you so much for joining me um it's been cracking to get back on and uh, talk sorry miss last week folks i was just uh, just wasn't um wasn't up for it last week um but um yes we will be back and after what i think is going to be i say a cracking round uh, that's going to be key to all of these pools um and uh, and to the uh, the future of how the rugby world cup goes um the uh, south american and french crowds are excellent absolutely look i mean this is and the and the chanting and the noise new zealand crowds do some learning here folks because boy oh boy new zealand crowds are not are not great the only crowd that i've come across is this there's there's kind of good now in very small numbers unfortunately um manawatu turbos and the bucketheads they are they're a good laugh to be around the uh, 20 or 30 of them that there are but at least they give the referees some shit um so everybody have a, have a cracking week and uh, stay safe Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 